0: Open your Bibles once again to Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4, we're dealing on this thought of justification by faith. And we've been dealing with this all week. We started yesterday looking a little bit more in depth at Romans chapter 4 and just the first part of it for now, and we've not got much farther. So we're going to read our text again to get us back up to speed with where we were at yesterday and then we're going to go to Galatians chapter 3 and just finish reading that text so that hopefully you see the whole picture as Paul is trying to get across to us here in Romans. Romans chapter 4, verse number 1. What shall we say then that Abraham our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God... And it was counted unto him for righteousness. So I took you then to Galatians chapter 3. I want you to understand something that the gospel has always been throughout, <laughs> throughout Scripture has always been there in seed form. They might not have understood all the details. They might not have understood everything relating to Christ, death, burial, and resurrection. But they knew that there was a Messiah coming who would be that Redeemer, who would be the salvation of Israel. And in their belief and faith and trust in Christ, they found justification that is what made Abraham righteous before God. Salvation from the beginning of scripture all the way to the end has always been the same way and that is by faith through the grace of God alone. There are groups out there and you've got to you have to be able to get a grasp on this because there are many groups out there that try to teach that God's way to, of salvation is different per every dispensation but Romans chapter 4. And Galatians chapter 3 absolutely destroys their theory. It's not scriptural. And so I'm here to tell you that works for salvation or obeying the law or living up to a certain standard so that you can be justified in the sight of God is not only impossible, it's very, very much so unscriptural. That might come across as harsh to some that think that you have to live a certain way in order to keep your salvation. There's groups out there that say, you know, that um, if, I, if I don't stay living right, then I lose my salvation. They misunderstand pieces in Scripture. We are not preaching or teaching or giving any excuse whatsoever to live a lifestyle of sin. But if we'll understand what Paul's trying to say here in Romans and Galatians, it it opens up the door of our mind to understand we can't live holy or perfect. If we have to keep the law in any way, shape, or form to be saved or to stay saved, it's impossible for us in the flesh to do so. You can't live up to that standard. We're talking about living up to the standard of the righteousness of God. But when I put one sin to my name, I've already blown myself out of the water. There's no way I can keep it anymore. I broke the record. Take a white piece of paper or, or a white sheet. Take one black marker, just a Sharpie marker, or something, and put that mark on it. And I don't care what you do to it, that mark will always be evident. Unless it is covered. You see, in our lives, if we could compare it to a a sheet of paper like that, every time we sin, take that Sharpie and just put a little spot on that paper. Outside of any outside means, you can... Do whatever you want. You'll never be able to erase that. But Christ was willing to give us his righteousness, his record, that we might be justified before God. And my friend, you can't mess that up. Once you've got it, you have it. You can't lose it. Actually, God keeps it. just to show my point, because there are those that want to say, you know, that, well, that gives us license to sin. We're we're not there yet, but Romans chapter 6 begins with this, after he deals with these, this truth in depth. He says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And here's his answer, God forbid. So don't at all, in any way, shape or form, think that I am saying that because we can be eternally forever saved and that God keeps it, that in some way gives us a license to sin. No. In fact, we'll find out quite the contrary. We're just finally given the power to live in such a way that we never could make in the power of our flesh before. So here we find Abraham. He's not justified by his works as the Jews would have thought that he was. And as we sometimes, when we aren't studying scriptures, mistakenly think that all these Old Testament saints were were saved by all these sacrifices that they did. Yes, they pictured Christ. But it was not the sacrifices. It is impossible. Hebrews tells us this. It is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. It was a, a matter of faith, and really those most of those sacrifices dealt with their fellowship with God, not the relationship. It was the act of faith in Christ and the promised coming Messiah that saved them. We find that in Galatians chapter 3. In verse number 6, even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness, know ye therefore that they which are of faith the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. For as many as are under the works of or as many as are of the works of the law, are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in the things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident. For the just shall live by faith. Flip back just for a second to ch- chapter 4 of Romans. In verse number 4, it says, Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. Here's the truth of the matter. Those people, these groups that think they have to work to either get saved or to stay saved. They've fundamentally misunderstood salvation. It's impossible. And when we're working, we're working out of debt already. We've already got sin to our account that we cannot erase. And so we are trying to basically say before God, I'm not guilty. Give me a fair trial. God will give you a fair trial. And that's not good for us because every single one of us are sinners. And you cannot erase your sin. See, the matter of salvation goes far deeper than just living good from here on out. You've got sin in your past that has to be dealt with. And that only can be dealt with if God takes it away and makes you just as if you've never sinned. It is impossible for us to live by the law. It's impossible for us to be saved by works in any way, shape, or form. Given as much money as you want to any church, live as good morally as you can possibly live. Do enough good deeds to those around you as much as you want. Take the shirt off your back and give it to somebody in need if you think you need to. Go ahead. Do it. Go to church every time the doors are open. And you should. I'm not saying any of these things are wrong. They're good things. But if you're doing that to get you into heaven, or to think in some way it's going to merit you some favor before God, my friends, you have misunderstood the problem entirely. You have sinned to your account that must be dealt with. You are a sinner before God. All of us are. I'm not saying this thing out of pride at all. I am a sinner before God. Every person, every human being has sin that must be dealt with. And unless they, in faith, believe on Christ alone... And on his finished work on Calvary, on his payment for our sins, on his atonement for us, we cannot receive salvation. Verse 13 in Galatians chapter 3 begins to expound on this more. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. The curse of the law is death. The wages of sin is death. He says Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is every one that hangeth on a tree. Speaking of Christ dying on the cross here. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Brethren, I speak after the manner of men. Though it be but a man's covenant, yet if it be confirmed, no man doth it, or addeth thereto. It's the same way if in our society you write up a contract... Uh, unless you have a real sneaky law, you're, you you can't just go and change the terms of that contract. You are bound to it. Well, this is a covenant. God made this covenant based on himself. And it says, Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made of this coming Messiah. He saith not, And to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. This gospel is, that Abraham believed in, the promise Abraham believed in, was a coming Christ. He goes on to say, And this I say that the covenant that was confirmed before God in Christ, the law which was 430 years after, cannot disannul, that it should make the promise of none effect. For if the inheritance be of the law, or by works, it is no more of promise, But God gave this promise of a coming Messiah and redemption. God gave it to Abraham by promise. Wherefore then serveth the law. What's the purpose of the law? We've already looked at Romans chapter 3. It was to give us knowledge of sin. Here he's going to add to that a little bit. It was to make us guilty before God. It was added because of transgressions. Till the seed, or that is Christ, should come to whom the promise was made, and it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. Now a mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. Is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid. For if there had been a law given, which could have given life, verily righteousness should have been by the law. But there is no law that we can gain righteousness by. The law, where law is, there is transgression. When somebody says, don't do something, we all want to do it. It's in our nature. But the scripture hath concluded, all under sin, that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given unto them, or given to them that believe. But before faith came, we were kept under the law. This is... Any saint before Christ's death on the cross. Before faith came, we were kept under the law. Shut up under the faith, which should afterwards be revealed. They looked forward to coming Christ. We look behind us. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. Wow. The whole reason the law existed was that we could see our desperate need for the righteousness of God. We could see our need for justification by faith in Christ rather than by anything we could do. When we were under the law, try as hard as we might to fulfill it, we we couldn't make it. It was impossible. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly. His faith is counted for righteousness. My friend, if you've never put your full faith and trust in Christ's finished work for your salvation, I would challenge you, do it today if God is dealing with your heart. I don't believe we have much time left. Christ is coming soon, and you better make sure that you are justified before God. You've been listening to the Back to the Book Broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, three seven eight oh three, or email Back to the Book Broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book Broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org.